Good evening, everybody. This is Officer Brush from Tales of a Mini Painter. I'm getting to test out a brand new microphone in this episode, so I personally think the auto quality sounds a lot better than it did. But let me know in the comments or just in a message or something. You guys can go back to my first and second episode and hear the terrible quality that that was. <laughs> so where are we going to start today? The first thing is going to be that I was messing around with the theme for my website and it is looking a lot better now. I have a lot more articles that are easy to see and it is also less in your face, I guess. Apocalypse is coming back to Warhammer. I've seen that they've kind of released all the new data cards, some images of the dice and the box sets of the different detachments. Oh, but some people are not happy about them. First off, they said that, well, that's not Apocalypse. You're supposed to have tons of models. But we have no idea what this version of Apocalypse is even going to be yet. I mean, they had the price leak, and that kind of showed some good prices if you want a lot of models. Say, like, you're getting in the Warhammer, and you want to get started. You can just buy one of these detachments. And it kind of comes with enough stuff. Like, let's see, the Space Marines Battalion comes with the Primaris Campton, uh, Redemptor Dreadnought, some Primaris Intercessors, and it's about, says it's 100 pounds, which is about 125 bucks in the U.S. Not that terrible. We also have, like, the Necrons, Orcs, Tyranids, the Imperial Knight Super Heavies, which is honestly a good value for what you're paying. But how do you guys feel about the fact that Apocalypse is even coming back? I've seen some episodes on YouTube from places like Mini Warg and some other places that have Apocalypse battles. And I also kind of see how long they play them. And when I see a six hour video, I kind of lose interest. I kind of like, like watched it in the first part to see all the painted minis. And then I'm kind of done. But... One of the things I do like is whenever I see the different missions that they play that maybe don't go along with the normal narrative. I think one of my favorites was when the uh, Tau were invading on a bridge. That was pretty cool. I got to try out the contrast paints from Games Workshop. Uh, we had a local contest, a speed painting contest, and I chose a larger model, mainly because I wanted to see how the contracts worked. I wasn't really that interested in winning. I got to play with paint. That was fun. So my experience with it is that it's probably not for me. I have been painting for a couple of years, and I kind of understand how painting works, and I like the paint. And that's the main thing. Uh, I don't usually have a full army sitting unpainted that needs to be painted quickly so that I could play with them. Usually I have my airbrush and I could do that kind of stuff. But I could see its uses if you are a new painter getting into the hobby. Yes, you might learn some things that you don't really need to. Maybe some bad habits. But overall, if you're looking to paint your models quickly with some consistency... This is probably going to be an easiest way to get into it because these paints are quick. We had an hour to paint our models and I'll include a picture of it in the blog. And I've also already included my own opinions on contrast in which, you know, I'm 50-50 on it. I personally don't think I'll use it, but I can see that others will. I probably will use Apothecary White though. I like that one. If you guys haven't seen yet, uh... Miraco has made this amazing Minotaur bust called Tagos. He's like a $188, but he's 
straight resin, and he also comes with synthetic hair. They only made 28 of these. The last time I looked, he only had a couple left. There was a recent campaign called Verge of War on Kickstarter. It was actually their second iteration. The first one was a brand new, uh, I want to start a tabletop war game, and they had these um, nice-looking resin pieces. I finally got a core set, and I checked it out, and I will say that casting on it's a little rough. You can kind of see the print lines a little bit, especially on the bases, but the bases can be covered, so that's not really that much of an issue. And some of the models, uh, the tank was the one that I saw it on the most, but once I put paint on it, that disappeared. So the casting's fine, the pricing's fine. Uh, I feel like it's an easier way to get into tabletop wargaming than Games Workshop. And the rules are different as well. One of the things I liked about the rules was that when the models, the models can hear and see, it just has to be that they're within the same distance of each other as long as they're near their group leader and if part of the units in combat the other part can still shoot they're not completely useless they can shoot into their own group that's fighting but they risk the chance of shooting their own guys i thought it's a really interesting concept and once i get the models finished i'll go ahead and uh, start posting my opinions on how to play it little did you guys know that when i'm not painting miniatures i'm playing board games and I recently got a fun one called So Long My World. This is from Axis Monday Games. I helped do the uh, editing for the solo mode. Only the good parts. Only the good parts. But when the game came out, I wanted to try it out. So they were gracious enough to send me a copy. And I will say the solo experience is probably where it's at. Uh, the multiplayer is fun. It took a little bit to get used to, like maybe one or two games. We caught on pretty quick. And then we just had fun from there. But in the solo mode, you get to set up what's called a path. And these paths help you unlock words that are either universal or they only work in that path. And you have to play through a couple different times in order to fully unlock everything. Uh, I will say after two playthroughs, it took about maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Once I finally got the mechanics down, I could start to see how you're supposed to play it. And I could say that there's going to be a lot of t uh, replayability with this. I easily... Only I well first off I only walked two words so and those were only for the path that they were on but I can see where the fun will come in this game it's always fun when as you play around you become stronger and as you continue through the different paths you gain more universal words that can apply to later on paths down the road that may require you to have a little bit of extra stats you don't exactly have to start on a certain path some of them do require you to have universal words already unlocked but if you want to hop around you can and that's kind of where the fun of it is and in, while you're doing all that you're actually unlocking an overall story to kind of understand why exactly is the world ending in the way that it is because that's what the theme of the game is is the the ending of the world and what do we mean as the world ends so after all that doom and gloom I'm going to go back to miniatures. I just wanted to put that in there because I was actually really proud of them when they came out with that game. My current miniature hobby products are uh, I'm working on some of the 75 millimeter models from Limbo Miniatures. I'm working on Rodrigo. Uh, he's this giant knight. I'll try and include a link of him in one of the pictures or something on the blog. I'm also working on uh, the miniature that came with So Long My World. It was a small resin miniature. It's actually really nice as well. I uh, It's a 28 millimeter height 
uh, normal scale. It comes with a custom base, and it's used in the actual game, so it actually has a purpose. Tixar Leaf Factory has a new campaign. Uh, they have, they're calling him the Ancient Guard, the Primarchs for Warhammer. So you'll just have to, I, I, I think you should take a look and see who you think it is. And I think you'll have some fun with that. They're also making a 75mm Sister of Battle. Um, but she's called Justine. I think they both actually look pretty cool. I actually got Leon Johnson, which was one of their 75mm models that mimics one of the Warhammer Primarchs. And it was actually pretty good quality as well and came with a lot of different things. That's going to end soon. They have about 15 days left. And right now they're just on track to unlock a couple different stretch goals. Now, one of the things that I've seen that I really, really, really want is the unpainted Primaris Intercessor pop. I've never wanted a pop before, but I want one now because I want to paint it. I never thought that that was how they would get me to buy one. It was an unpainted miniature that's actually a, almost like a bobblehead. But that's only available on Warhammer Day. That's June 29th, and I'm going to have to be quick on the shopping cart or going to a store to pick up my own if you were missing out on the twisting catacombs lichmeyer dungeons pledge from zealot miniatures they've just opened their crowd ox late pledges uh, there's a limited spot for each actual pledge level i think they had 50 slots per pledge level so you need to be kind of quick if you actually want to be part of it they make some great stuff i think you should actually check them out Midnight Heroes, they're launching their own paint line focusing on chibi models. If you don't know what Midnight Heroes is, they make chibi miniatures that are very fantasy-esque or some of them look like Gundams, some of them belong in sci-fi worlds. They actually have their own universe that they do all of this for. So these paints should help you be able to paint in a chibi style a little bit easier. Currently they said that it's 17 paints for $40. Uh, they have a satin finish and they're a little bit brighter. I'm really interested to try them out. It'll probably be a little bit before I actually get it, but I hope to try it out eventually. Cripple God Foundry uh, was kind enough to send me some of their models. They are resin adventurers as well as some monsters that are undead. I got them. I looked at them. I think you should get them. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons and having more undead creatures at your disposal, then this is the campaign for you. They're doing their late pledges right now as well, and so you only have a little bit of time left to catch up on that, and I'll go ahead and put a link of that in the blog as well. The things that you can expect from me over the next couple of weeks and months is I'm going to work on my news side of things to kind of keep you guys up to date on what's going on. I haven't decided yet if it's going to be strictly in podcast form or if I'm going to post these on YouTube. I would love to know where I should. Now that I have this microphone and the sound quality is so much better, I think that I'll probably be posting more often. But I think that's enough for today. I'll definitely talk to you guys again soon. If you have any questions, you can always email me at talesofaminipainter at gmail.com. You can give me topics, things you want to look into, and we can just go from there. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy your time, and I'll see you next time. Eh, well, this will kind of be like, I guess, the blooper part. As I start to get ready 